I feel like I should save this topic for a couple of weeks because I'm pretty sure we have me undies coming on as an advertiser, mm-hmm. don't we? Don't we have them joining the show? Well, I thought we did. I yeah, I don't know because there was like a little bit of a delay, but we definitely got stuff. Like usually when we sign on with an advertiser, they're like, "Here's a code. Try out our project product or whatever." And like we had their product, and I thought that we were going to, but I haven't seen the ad schedule, so I don't know what's coming up. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because I have an underwear related life hack. Okay. Um, that is, I think, is brilliant. Okay. Yes, me undies joins the upside with Callie and Jeff the week of April 5th. Oh, cool. So here's my underwear related life hack. And you know me, I'm all about efficiency. I'm all about work smarter, not harder. I'm all about the simplest way to get things done is mm-hmm. probably the best. So I have stopped folding my underwear. Okay. So I have a dedicated drawer. Right. Full of boxer briefs. And you know, I'm very, I have a lot of underwear related rules. You do. Like on my, like I, on my birthday every year, I throw away all my old underwear and I buy new underwear. Mm -hmm. And it's always the same, not, I mean, it might change from, from year to year. Like next year, it might be me, all me undies. Mm -hmm. Right. So. But you get one style. Yep. And then you're done. And that's it for the year. Yeah. And it just lives in my drawer. Mm-hmm. And I just decided that I'm not going to fold it anymore because it's pointless. Because it takes up too much space? No. It takes up too much time. Mm. I pulled a whole bunch of stuff out of the dryer. I sorted it. I sorted all the socks into one pile, all the underwear into one pile, all the like, you know, basketball shorts, like whatever, old junk t-shirts and stuff into mm-hmm. another pile. And then... uh I started folding the underwear. Like I folded it over once, then I folded it again, and I was gonna stack it up. And it, I was, and it fits in the drawer in two nice, neat stacks. Guess what? Not anymore. Okay, can I tell you something that I don't think you know? Maybe you know. Here's the thing: Jeff and I do separate laundry. By the way, this is how I don't know his, you know, folding underwear habits because he thinks that I won't do his laundry correctly, and that no one but him can do his own laundry. So I'm just particular about. <laughs> Like he could teach me. He's like, no, don't touch it. Um, so he's like, you'll mess it up. And it's just been a thing. Like ever since we were dating and and I've offered, like I, you know, whatever. And it's just, he doesn't like mixing our laundry. So I do my laundry. I do Ellie's laundry. I do not do Jeff's and I don't like fold it, put it away. Any of that. Um, cause he likes to be in control of his laundry. So that's why I don't. And I also don't do your laundry because I'm so afraid of washing something that's nice in a cycle that shouldn't be washed in or whatever. Yeah. So I just know my stuff. I got it. I'm, um, good. I'm good. So that said, when we moved into this house, we kind of like shifted. Cause I used to have a closet, a room that was a closet, whatever we switched around kind of like the drawer space. So I f- found it since I had a little more room and drawers at this house, I stopped folding my underwear in September. Yeah, see? I just lay it there. And it's nice because then you can just pick it up. Yes. And go. And there's like seems to be some sort of order. You don't have to say, which one do I want to wear today? Like you just pick out the one that's on top. And you are. It's It's like one less decision you have to make in your day. You just take what's on top and you go. 
And it, it is just, you are spending time to, I mean, it's not like you're going to take your underwear to work folded and put it on there. That's not going to happen, <laughs> right? You got to put it, you're going to, it's never going to leave. Yeah. It's going to travel 15 feet at yeah. the most, not on your body, right? Yeah. So don't fold your underwear and claim that time, get that time back. So remind me of that. Once me undies starts advertising, that'll be my, that's going to be my pitch. Me undies, undies, me unfolded undies, me balled up undies in a drawer. Okay, moving on. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for firefighters. My name, oh, did you have something else to say? Well, I was just going to say because they were um, across the street from our house uh, yesterday, they were dealing with with something that looked like a small explosion. Did you figure out what happened? Nope. Did you look on ATL Scoop? I didn't. Either somebody, either something exploded or somebody crashed into something that damaged like pillar and the ceiling. That seems of the- more likely because you, you were home all day and I was like, did you hear an explosion? You're like, no, it wasn't like a big explosion. Like a whole corner of the building was gone. It looked like maybe if somebody was doing something in, it was in the parking deck, mm-hmm. uh, and something small blew up to create enough damage and smoke to make that parking deck inaccessible, mm-hmm. but not enough damage or smoke to like have the neighborhood out on the street. I haven't driven by it, but I'll have to go do that. Um, good thing we live two blocks from a fire station. I know. You know, that's, could, uh, that is a that is a life luxury that I will never take for granted, that we live walking distance to a fire station. I grew up walking distance to a fire station. It just feels good. I don't know. Comforting. It, good. it does. Uh, my name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that we stuck to our schedule all week. I feel like we deserve a pat on the back because you and I are not the best at follow through. We're very well intentioned, but this week, I feel like we nailed it. We are good. We did good. And um, I also, and, I, and I'm going to talk more about this probably next week because, you know, I had the big epiphany a few weeks ago of just like taking care of, like, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop self-sabotaging and stuff. Yes. And I've made such great progress on that. Good. It's going so much slower than I wanted it to because I had so much crap. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much hair in the drain. They Ew. Got, got to clean that out. Uh, speaking of hair in, the, <laughs> hair in the drain, do you remember this call from Tuesday's episode? Hey, good morning, Callie and Jeff. In response to episode 516 about what medical professionals, uh, what weird codes they've used. Um, I'm a 20-year labor and delivery nurse, and no lie, there is a code for when a woman, um, let's just say she has a bad at-home bikini wax situation, and she gets stuck to the bathtub. There's a code for that. We can put that in. Have a great day. We were trying, we were wondering out loud what that meant because we didn't really understand physically how that would happen. And I surmised 
that if you're surmised, surmised that if you're waxing yourself at home and then you sit in a bathtub, if you haven't cleared all the wax off, you could stick yourself to the tub. But that was purely a guess. So what do I know? Hey, Jeff, you were right. This is Amy. I'm the one who called about the bikini wax experience with the pregnant woman. She got in the bathtub because she was trying to clean after her bikini wax experience, clean off the extra wax. Well, anybody who gets waxed knows that water and wax do not mix. So, therefore, she stuck to the bathtub from her sitting down, stuck to the bathtub. And then she had to come into the hospital afterwards for repair. Let's just say that. So, you had it right. That's exactly what I meant. There's a code for it. She said at the beginning, it was a pregnant woman. That would be awful. So It would be awful anyway, but it would be 5,000% worse when you're pregnant. Because do you think she was trying to clean up the basement for Delivery. going in to deliver the baby? Well, or she was just, is she's someone that waxes or she's someone that shaves and then you can't reach there sometimes when you're pregnant. How do you do that at home? Do what at home? At, at, at home bikini wax. Well, that, that, I think that's a little, unless you, who's to say that she was doing that? Who's to say she didn't go get waxed, then come home oh, and be like, yeah. oh, there's some leftover wax there. I'm going to get in the tub, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, there you go. Mystery solved. The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Fling! I don't know what the sound effect is, <laughs> but the more you know. I want to bring something up, and I want to kind of know if this is normal and if anyone else feels this way, but I went back to work from a five-month maternity leave, and I feel this super need, almost an anxiety about proving myself at work and proving how valuable I am. Do you need to prove yourself at work because you want to make sure they missed you? Like they realize like, oh my gosh, life is so much easier now that she's back. Or do you want to prove yourself that five months off, you didn't lose your touch? Um, or are those like a combination thing? of both. I think it's the same thing. I feel like, and I, I know that this is in my head. There's no one at work that has made me feel this way. And, but I feel like there are eyeballs on me waiting to see if I'm going to show up with as much passion and commitment to my job as I had before I was a mom. And I don't know if that's, you know, because before I always had the uh, attitude of like, yeah. I'm here, um, you know, like I don't want someone to say to me, hey, you can go ahead and go if you need to go because I know the baby, you know, like I don't want, I don't want to be treated like a mom, even though at the same time, it's so awesome that I work somewhere where they value working parents enough to say, hey, if your kid's sick, get out of here. You but know it, what I mean? Like, it's you cool. You also don't want them to not call you and help manage, like, a, a crisis because yes. the baby might be asleep. Right. I don't want – and, you know, I, I so I'm overly paranoid about, you know, I'm going to be working from home in a couple of weeks for a whole week. And I said to um, my – not my boss, but someone that I work with that I will go to if I have some downtime and say, Hey, do you have anything that you need me to help take off your plate? Um, and I said, I mentioned that 
like, hey, I would like some more work to take on, you know, and she's like, well, don't you feel like you have a lot to catch up on, you know, which I do. But I was asking her for more because I want to be like, okay, hit me with everything. I want to do everything. I want to go over the top. I want to be everything to everybody because I want to prove that I am the same worker as I was when I left and I'm just as capable and I'm just as committed to my job and my people. So almost like if your average function score was like at 97% for the, the, the hundred days before the baby arrived, Mm -hmm. right? You want it to be at 110% now to prove your to to right, prove that I, not only can I give you the 97% you've come to expect but I'm going to throw in another 10% just because I am superwoman. Right, because and I'm not trying to you know, I kind of was thinking about the Sanjay thing that we've talked about a couple times, the Sanjay Gupta thing where he says like when I'm at work I'm at work, you know, I don't want anyone being like, oh, you can go. I know you've got a baby or you can whatever. Like I want, cause I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't skip out on work or not stay late. Like I'm always the first one there. I'm always the last one to leave. It's just who I am. I wasn't doing that because I wasn't a parent. How do you convey to them to, when I say them to, to not speaking just of your coworkers, but there's gotta be a. Oof, this is this is a really interesting point because it's easy to say, like, let's say something happened in off hours, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, let's not bother Callie with that. Let's not bother insert any mom mm-hmm. with that because the baby's probably asleep and we don't want to bug her. But that's also is devaluing the right word. That's also not treating you the same well, as the I, other people on the team. I think in some respects, it's a good thing because it's really nice to know that you work for people that understand what it's like to be a working parent. You know what I mean? Because where I work, if somebody on the team has a sick kid, absolutely go. Family comes first. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's not an environment where they're like, you have to stay here. You are chained to your desk. You're, you know, it's just not like that. So in that respect, it's super cool and understanding Um, but at the same time, to me, it would be like, oh, well, let's not call Callie after 7 PM because we know she likes to go out and party with her friends. You know what I mean? Like we know she likes to go out or whatever. Like I want them to, I want to be valued just as much. And sometimes the off with my job, the times that I feel most valued are when I'm called after I'm off the clock to say, Hey, what do you think about this problem? Or how should we solve this? Or how should we handle this? And I don't want to lose that. So I don't know if it's me projecting, if it's just an unnecessary fear, but if anybody else has, has felt that way or not felt that way, um, let me know. Is is this normal? Um, 800-434-5454. And I got to tell you that a little part of me, I think is, do you ever hear a story about someone and then hold on to it, even though it has nothing to do with you? And like, I had a friend tell me once that, uh, her boss, this was like 15 years ago, probably 20 years ago, had a friend tell me that her boss in passing mentioned that they were going to give less to someone when they came back from maternity leave. Um, which would totally never fly now. But I remember that story and it's just stuck in my head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to start giving me less because of my mom. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. Anyways. 
I have a dilemma, much more superficial okay. though, but it is tied into parenthood a little bit. It, our neighbor, uh, who we know, like we know them enough to say hi and, you know, wave at them and acknowledge that. We don't know our names. We don't know their names, yeah. but we're, you know, if we saw them at the grocery store, we'd be like, hi, neighbor, hi, neighbor, yeah. whatever. But um, they're very nice. And they have. That's cute how you say when we go to the grocery store, like we yeah. never go to the grocery store. You know, if we're at the, if we're at the pub. And yeah, in a year. But anyways, they have a cat who is a little escape artist. It's gotten out enough times and I've asked them if they need help corralling the cat enough times that I don't, I don't want to ask them. At one point it was a weekly occurrence. Yeah. And you could tell they're embarrassed, but you know, they're just like, this is our, well, I got it. And as a pet owner, the cat's not going to come to me, but you help. You offer to help. At this point, right. though, I've offered help or Callie's offered to help enough times that it's just it's embarrassing for everybody to extend a hand. Right. So here's my question. I have two questions. Number one, is, is there an easy but non-intrusive way to leave a standing offer for help? Like, if I like, is it weird to say, hey, I know you're chasing down the cat. I see you chasing down the cat every now and again. I also know that you have, you know, a new baby at home and you also have a dog. If there's ever an issue that arises where I could help with any one of those things or we can help with any one of those things, let us know. Like, just come knock on the door. Yeah, or I think you could even make it less awkward and say, hey, I know we've like, you know, said, hey, but, um, you know, I work from home. We've got a little one. I know you have a little one. So if you guys ever need anything or you're in a situation where, you know, something happens to one kid and you've got to rush off and you need someone to, you know, come get the kid or watch the baby monitor or whatever. Chase the cat. Like, you know, yeah. Or you could even leave out the animal thing so it doesn't come off judgy. Be like, I just wanted to give you my number and my wife's number. And, you know, let me know anytime I can, you know, bring Ellie, uh, like our daughter over or whatever. If you ever need help, please feel free to text me. And here's the second. But don't call me because I hate phone calls. Right. And here's, (laughs) here's the second question, though. Is this an offer that we can still make? Because before Ellie, B-E, before Ellie, Mm -hmm. we would be available at any time to drop anything and rush over there. Now it would be more of a challenge. So can you extend an offer to somebody and say, if there's anything you need at any time, give me a call? Because the reality is. Yeah, don't overthink it. Okay. Because if they really needed help and Ellie was napping, you'd get Ellie up to help. You know what I mean? Like if their kid fought on the stairs or yeah. something bad happened, like you would wake Ellie up, take her over there. They're close enough that I could perhaps, like if they just needed somebody to keep an eye like on one kid while they went and chased the cat or whatever, I could probably stand right between our two houses with a baby monitor in each hand <laughs> and watch both kids. Yeah. If you've been on the fence about trying therapy, I think it's time for you to move forward with that. And here's why. This period of time right now is probably more stressful than anyone cares to admit. Sure, the past 12 months have been pretty hectic, and now we're looking at a light at the end of the tunnel. We're seeing some normal stuff start to return, and that's good. But with that 
with any change, there's going to be some stress and there's going to be some anxiety. And the professional counselors at BetterHelp can help you with that. Maybe you've got some unresolved anger related to issues that came up during the pandemic. Maybe there's family conflicts you need to work through. Maybe there's some sleep issues that you're still having, anxiety issues, grief issues. Everything you share with your BetterHelp counselor is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. And it's affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As an Upside listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, slash upside. Jeff and I have been telling you about KiwiCo for a while, and it was really cool to be able to send gifts to older kids, our friends with older kids, like in this five to seven age range from KiwiCo. So we sent them crates that show up to the door every month with educational activities, right? Then we had Ellie. She's four months old. And I was kind of thinking, okay, she's definitely too young for this. But KiwiCo said, no, 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 no. We have a box for her. It's called the Panda Crate. It came to our house. And here's the coolest thing. I don't really know a lot about babies, right? I'm learning as I go from professionals. And the professionals at KiwiCo have curated this crate for babies of Ellie's age, because these are all by age crates that helps with her development right now. And not only are they toys for her that are helping her development, but they're teaching me as a parent why they're important. And doctors and experts are giving professional advice on why these toys work, how they work for education and with brain development. And it's so cool. I absolutely love it for Ellie. And I can't wait to get our hands on the next crate for her. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get 30% off your first month Month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code upside at kiwico.com. That's 30% off your first month at kiwico.com promo code upside. There was a time not too long ago when I used to use energy drinks to get through the day. And then my heart started to act weird and I couldn't use energy drinks anymore. I'm talking about cans of energy drinks. I'm also talking about those little shooters that you can get like at a gas station or at the checkout of the grocery store. And they worked, but the crash sucked and it wasn't really good for me. I was excited when I saw Liquid IV, one of my favorite hydration products, come out with an energy product because I know they do the research and they make their products healthy. With Liquid IV Energy Multiplier, I get a boost that's about the equivalent of two cups of coffee that lasts throughout the day. It's a sustained energy with no crash and it's much healthier than energy drinks. If you need to boost your energy either early afternoon is a pick me up. Or if you just want to have something instead of coffee in the morning to sustain you throughout the day, check out Liquid IV's Energy Multiplier. Grab your Energy Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off Anything you order when you use code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com, promo code UPSIDE. Today's quote of the day is, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. 
All right, here are my three random things for today brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. And I will do this very quickly so we can give out the March of Appreciation word of the day right after three random things. Uh, number one, 12% of American couples are participating in a sleep divorce. This means that they are not compatible co-sleepers because of snoring, getting up frequently, stealing the covers. One person likes to fall right asleep while another person likes to spend 90 minutes scrolling the phone, uh, just being generally annoying in bed. So they now sleep in separate bedrooms. How many? What percentage? 12% of Americans. I think that, well, I don't know if that's permanent or not. Jeff and I did that for like a month. Not every night, but there was a point where I was pregnant and I couldn't take Ambien and he hadn't discovered the CPAP thing. And he, I didn't kick him out of the bedroom, but he felt so bad because I was pregnant and still going to work that during the weeknights, if he was like feeling congested, he's like, I'm going to another room. Well, and the thing with Callie is she's not, I can fall asleep in one minute, no problem anywhere. You, you're a little more. Takes you a minute. You need your sleep mask on. You need your noisemaker going and all that. And in the last couple months of you being pregnant, you were getting up to pee a lot. Like a lot. So I would go pee, come back, and then Jeff's like. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. I'm like kicking him. I'm like, you're snoring, you're snoring, you're snoring. Yeah. Uh, My second random thing is if you have a friend or friends who are just too cool to like things that are popular – a psychologist says that there is a reason for these people taking the stance. You know, everybody has this person in the group of friends, right? Like whatever the hot new thing is, mm-hmm. whatever the cool, you know, TikTok is like the new, what are, you know, TikTok was big. Are you that friend? I don't think so. Am I? That you're always on to the next cool thing? No. You hate it just because it's the next. Cool oh thing. yeah, no, you're not like that. Yeah, so if if TikTok, you know, when TikTok comes out and everybody's trying to figure out what TikTok is and using TikTok and all that, person's like, yeah, I don't. You know what? I don't need another social media platform. Yeah, I just don't. Or like a new band has all of a sudden every number one song is this one band. Right. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like it's cool to hate. Yeah, um, those people are called contrarians. And their behavior stems from a desire to be reassuring to themselves. It's for uh, notable that people who are grappling with who am I, their motive to be unique trumps their motive to belong. So they are trying to create an identity for themselves by not going along with popular culture. That's very weird. And my third random thing, tell me if you agree with this list, Callie. Here are some movies that kids must see before they grow up. So this would be Ellie, movies Mm -hmm. that Ellie has to see before she heads off to college. Toy Story. Yes. E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Um, I know it's classic. I really don't like that movie at all. What about you on that one? Um, I would have to watch it again to see if it stands the test of time, but I really liked it when it came out. It makes me sad. The Wizard of Oz. Uh, Scariest movie I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. I remember. I I can't get over the witch. I remember as a kid, like they would show it once a year. So scary. And I remember 
watching it in the living room with my parents and like looking forward to it, like loving it. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I would like to recreate that with, with Ellie. Yeah. I it wonder was, if it'll still scare me as an adult. <laughs> uh, Moana. Never seen it. The Goonies. Never seen it. <sighs> Babe. I think that movie is child torture. Why? I had to, because it is so sad and so distressing. And I am, I think I am scarred as an adult for having to watch that movie so many times when I was a kid. The sound of music. I mean, we're just glossing over the pig slaughter thing. Okay. Uh, uh, Are you not disturbed by that movie at all? Never seen it. Oh my gosh. I saw Babe too. You saw Babe too? Yeah. It's called Bacon. Shut up. What next movie? The Sound of Music. Yes. And The Princess Bride. I that's another one. I've seen it a bunch of times. I still don't get the appeal of it. And I, I know I'm like a weirdo because everyone is obsessed with it, but it doesn't. To me, I'm like, eh. What is a must see movie for Ellie? What movie? Well, so we have some Riggs family movie traditions that I will be forcing her to carry on. One of them is this super old movie. I think it's from the 50s. It is called It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. So good. So long. It was two VHS tapes long. So it's yeah. um, That Thing You Do. Oh, yeah. Another Riggs family favorite. And my dad is going to force her to watch Top Gun. Okay. I think Top Gun's a little overrated. but oh, Top Gun is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. Those and are, oh, and uh, Forrest Gump. Definitely Forrest Gump. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Those are my three random things. All right. Callie's got a super pup alert. But first, here's your word: grill. G R I L L. Grill. Text it to 800-434-5454. All right. Tell us about the doggo. This is a super pup. Do we say super pup alert? Yeah, because it was along. It was in the same. Like vain as beautiful human alert. Uh, Well, we haven't done one of these in forever, I feel like. But this is such a good one. Okay. There was a woman named Haley Moore. She lives in Canada. She was walking her sheepdog mix, Clover, right? That's a great dog name. Isn't it? I was thinking that the first time we read this. She has a seizure, which for the first time ever, Clover whistles out like not whistles wiggles out of the hand like she's holding his leash yep and he like gets away from her while she's having a seizure and flags down pretty much a car like an oncoming car like runs into traffic and is like hey 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 and barking like woman down woman down or whatever so the driver stops goes to Haley obviously she's seizing he goes to get help the dog flags down another driver is like, hey, hey, my person's on the ground. And miraculously, someone caught this on like their doorbell camera. And you can see the dog going to sniff his owner to be like, OK, is she OK? Is she alive? Then going to flag down a car, so then going to great. flag down a second car. And the cool thing about that is um, he's not a seizure response dog. It's just a dog that knew his person, that knew needed, his help. person needed help. And I just thought that was like. The cutest thing ever. If I'm ever on a walk and I have some sort of medical issue, I really hope that I'm walking Lily and not Sadie. Because you think Lily will be more attentive to you? I think Lily would try to save me. I think Sadie would probably just chew the leash off (laughs) and walk home. 
Probably should. And then just be on the front step annoyed that I'm not there yet to open the door. Yeah, for sure. We saw a, um, or we heard, we learned when we were visiting canine assistants, um, cause they train some seizure response dogs. And we asked them, have you ever had any seizure response dogs sniff someone out that wasn't the person oh, yeah. that they were with? And she said they have. And yep. I was like, well, what do you do in that situation. And she said there was a time specifically where they were at a grocery store training the dog and the dog went and, you know, picked out a woman as like going to have a seizure. And the woman said, the trainer said, ma'am, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry to, you know, approach you like this, but this is a seizure response dog. And he's alerting me that you might be about to have a seizure. And the woman freaked out and like yelled at her and was super mad and all this stuff. And then sure, sure enough, five minutes later, the woman fell on the floor and started seizing and yeah, the dog knew it. I mean, Amazing. We really don't deserve dogs. Anyway, um, Haley was fine. So she's all good. Thanks to Clover. And that is a super pup. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. I'm actually mad at Maggie, who works with us Mm -hmm. right now, for something that she posted on Instagram yesterday. What did she post? Have you seen her Instagrams lately? She just discovered that a food processor has a blade that will shred cheese. Oh. So she was super excited because when you, if you make something that, that, it's supposed to have like melted cheese mm-hmm. in it, a large quantity of melted cheese. Um, chefs will tell you that it's better to hand shred the cheese rather than use the pre-shredded stuff. Yeah. Because um, it will melt better. Okay. So she was very excited to make something that involved melted cheese. And so she filmed herself pushing a block of cheese into the food processor mm-hmm. pipe with her bare hands, with her fingers, pushing the cheese down through the pipe toward the blade. As opposed to using the Using the plunger that comes with the food processor or using a wooden spoon or using anything but your fingers. Maggie, Jeff is very upset about this because he's had an incident before. I chopped off the tips of two fingers. (laughs) <laughs> using a greater type device and I saw that and I wrote to her in all caps with filled <laughs> with profanities. Did you? Yes. She wrote back and we're like, was she like, what is your deal? Apparently her husband, is his name Jake? Yeah. Was just as mad. Oh, really? Yes. Like was yelling at her from the backyard. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. Like I need to go to confession because I twisted up the Lord's name in every terrible way you possibly could to yell at her. It was, uh, oh my God. I'd, and it still pops into my head every few hours. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, it's Savannah. Um, I just wanted to say, you guys used to always talk about calling and complimenting good customer service. Um, I'm way behind on bills, so I had to call my car loan company, and this gentleman was just so kind. I thanked him at the end of it, and I said, thank you so much for your kindness and your understanding. And this man started to tear up and choke up because of just the nice words. He said that he never gets that because of the line of work that he's in. So I just kind of wanted to 
send this voicemail and just kind of remind people that it's really good to compliment people when you get great customer service or when a company does good for you. I love you guys and I love baby Ellie and I hope you're having a good day. Bye. Here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want to challenge you to go buy a third love bra, wear it for a week, and then go back to wearing your old bra and tell me that you don't see a difference. I saw such a massive difference that I got rid of all of my old nasty ill-fitting bras and replaced them with all third love bras because I had no clue that I was wearing the wrong size bra. Third love has it down with their online system. It's really easy and it is great. It is called the fitting room and you will answer questions about yourself and your current bra and the way that it fits. And they're going to suggest the right third love size for you. Now, my favorite bra is the classic t-shirt bra. It's what I wear every day. I have it in multiple colors and I absolutely love it. Exciting news about Third Love. They have just launched Lounge by Third Love. So for those of you still living in loungewear like I am, Third Love has something new for you. Premium cotton fabrics available in drapey, easy fit knits, 100% cotton French terry and woven styles. They have sizes extra small through 3X, all in the quality and fit you expect from Third Love. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they're offering Upside listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Upside for 20% off today. So I feel like I'm somewhat of a good baker and every Christmas I love to make a red velvet cake. And y'all, yes, there is cocoa in it, but it's like one cup of cocoa. And it's also like a science experiment. You have vinegar, you have baking soda, and you have to put all of these things in in a certain way. And no, 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 no. We will not cheapen the red velvet cake by calling it a chocolate cake because the traditional cake is hard work and it is so good. So, yeah, love y'all. Hi, just a thought. With all the recipes that have been going into the weekly newsletter, think you should make a cookbook call it the upside cookbook and then we could purchase it and you could donate the money to a charity just a thought good morning i am calling about the icd codes um i a few years ago i was reviewing an evaluation report that um needed to be signed off on, and I'm double-checking. I, I always double-check the codes. I, I, it needs to be right. So anyways, I'm checking the codes, and I'm like, okay, check, that's right, check, that's right. And then I get to the bottom, and it says bubonic plague. And somehow, I don't know what I hit or what I was thinking when I typed it in earlier that day, but anyways, I basically was saying that this three-year-old had the bubonic plague. So luckily I caught it. But then it left this, like, huge question in my head. Why is there a code for the plague? I thought the plague was gone. So then, uh, I don't know. It just kind of freaked me out that there's still a code for the plague. Anyways, that's my story. Bye. Hi, Callie. Hi, Jeff. I'm listening to today's show, and you guys are chatting about cutting Ellie's nails. And I just had to share a quick story to help Callie out. My sister-in-law, to this day, will not cut either her daughter's nails because she is still traumatized from when she um, 
cut one of her daughter's nails too short and they bled. So to this day, my mother-in-law cuts their nails because my sister-in-law will not do it. So Callie, it's okay. All that matters is Ellie is good, but it happens. And don't worry. And just remember, you're a great mom. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye. You can't be perfect without knowing what imperfect is. You have to experience imperfection at some point to go, now I'm perfect. I would urge anybody listening to really, really look into what their definition of success is because it should be yours, not other people's perception and not their definition. So a win is always a win when you know what it is to you.